This is a HeadGum Podcast. It feels like it's been like a week since our last episode. Honestly, like a lot of things have just happened in between episodes. This was such a busy week, man. Thanksgiving yeah. happened. Fantastic Beasts we got to see. We were down by the shore. We fucking... The Gilmore, which... The Gilmore, yes. That's the whole episode, basically. Yeah. Uh, this is Coffee with Rachel, by the way. I'm uh, Rachel. I'm Chris, and yes. I'm hungover as fuck, and I got <laughs> cramps, so honestly, it's get a, ready for that. <laughs> it's something. Yeah, we uh, we just came back from hanging out with Brie and her parents at her parents' house. We spent the night, and oh, we had a lot of fun weekend. Uh, hanging out, and we saw Fantastic Beasts, which... I mean, we could talk about that in the next episode just a little bit. If we yeah, want we'll to. still give uh, timestamps for spoilers just for the people that haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but we'll talk a little bit about that one. Probably not like an episode's worth of talking. No, I don't have enough for yeah, that one. Yeah, but uh, Gilmore, we definitely do, and that is the topic of today's discussion. Cool. And so, so we're gonna have spoilers. Like, there's no way that I would be able to talk about this without spoilers. Lila is very vocal about spoilers as well. We're gonna have both original series spoilers and also revival spoilers. So, like, if you don't want to get spoiled on anything, I just wouldn't recommend listening to this episode. I'll have the timestamps still for when we talk about this stuff in the description, but, like, just in general, it's probably just gonna be Gilmore and then Binge Time. So, like... Don't listen if even you're not ready to Question Time is also Gilmore questions. Yeah. So, like, it's so just... So, this is your warning Please don't get mad at me. You're listening right now. You're not following the rules. <laughs> yes, it is spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I am very excited because I liked that I got to watch it and I put my phone on airplane mode and we were fucking crazy. So the show yeah. came out at 12 a.m. And we yeah, literally... Yeah, it was actually like right on the nose at 12 a.m. Yeah, Pacific some time. shit has been late before. Yeah, forget what we were waiting for. Like, the last thing we were waiting for on Netflix, and it, it was late. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, we watched it all. We were probably up until, like, 7 a.m. Yes. Because we would, like, pause in between each episode and, like, discuss things. And we wanted to keep, like, some list of ideas of things that we wanted to remember to talk about. Because I definitely need to watch it another time through before I can really cement my total feelings. Mm-hmm. But... I've had, like, a whole weekend now to, like, think about it. Digest. We've, of course, I've gotten other people's opinions. Yeah, had conversations, talked about it all, really thought about what we all saw. Because, like like we said, we saw it all in one go. And it's, like, six hours of content, like, very quick. So, So, like, there's been things that, like, you know, during the process of it, I forgot. And then we've talked about it again and then brought up. So, like, there's just, like, a lot of nuances that happened. reading the Reddit page, you know, for Gilmore Girls and just talking to people and reading what people are saying on Twitter. Though it's really hard to find tweets that aren't just, like, excited to start Gilmore Girls Revival. exactly. When you search it, that's all you see. Because I feel like people are being more specific about each character when they're talking about stuff. So, before we get into Gilmore, let's do some coffee stuff. So, we're just drinking, honestly, a random coffee that we have in our cabinet. We don't have any new ones to test out right now. I probably shouldn't have even, like, been drinking this, but I'm just so fucking tired. Yeah, we were up really, really late last night. <laughs> we woke up early. We have a new addiction now. Brie introduced us to the show called Baggage on GSN, which is oh Game Show God. Network. It's a Jerry Springer, like, late night show. And, like, if you want to watch trash, it's great. It's <laughs> like, good trash TV. Like, like it was the fantastic. The worst thing, but also the best thing I've ever watched. Anyway. <laughs> 
So yeah, we just have this coffee and... If you want to send us a coffee from wherever you live and you're listening to this from, you can always send it to our P.O. box, which is on our website, which is coffeewithcrachel.net. And it's also in the Twitter bio for Coffee W. Crachel. Oh my God. You get me. You fucking know what I'm saying, bitch. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope you all had a fantastic holiday, by the way. Yeah, we had a good time. We had our delicious food and it all turned out well, except for the mushroom gravy that we bought at the store. Yeah, it was gray and that was just hard to get. Pass. Yeah, I've had mushroom gravy that was not that horrible yeah, color. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the fact is more about caffeine than it is about coffee, but still. Caffeine is found in more than 60 plants. It's not just coffee beans. Tea leaves, cola nuts, which flavors colas, and cocoa beans all contain caffeine. The stimulant is found naturally in leaves, seeds, and fruits of a wide variety of plants. It can also be man-made and added to products. What kind of fruits give you caffeine? Yeah. I'd be interested to see, like, a full list of, like, what has caffeine in it. Maybe we'll do that for next episode. Yeah. We'll try to find stuff. Mm-hmm. Some natural shit. Because I'm not here trying to promote, like, Red Bull or any yeah, other, like, crazy-ass yeah, yeah, energy yeah. drink. Like, fuck Although, that. one of the other facts that I remember that we read was that, like, the decaf, like, they take the caffeine out of it and then they sell that to, like, put into, like, energy drinks and stuff. So, like, I don't know if that's still technically natural. It's gone through some shit, so I don't trust it. I'd feel better being like, this strawberry really pepped me up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? I'd be more into that. Uh, Yeah, and then just uh, before we get into it, again, gift exchange, guys. You know? It uh, is happening. Get your gifts. Make sure you mail them out by December 9th. Yes. I feel like that's this... Like a week from today, I wow. think. Wow, it's coming honestly, up. Honestly, that's probably a lie. I don't know exactly We what don't know where like. we are in the calendar right now. Because yeah. it's like that post-Thanksgiving, not-quite-December blur. It was like a almost like a four-day weekend until like, I'm just like, oh my god, tumbling down Tumblr over I here December. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, I'm descending into nothingness, so it's fine. <laughs> Okay, so... Let's just hop into... A year in the life. One year. Let's just, I guess, say, overall, are you... If you you had to rate it. If you had to rate it and are you pleased. Okay. I am going to say I gave this a 4 out of 10. I'm not... It's like I agree with you, but my overall love of the show makes me bump it to a six yes but i'm definitely shook i i would definitely say that's my actual opinion is like i i didn't have expectations because i knew that i i trusted the writers because they were the originals and the producers i really trusted that they knew most people back exactly and also like the promotional footage looked really was getting me into it, like, oh man, it looks like they actually really did this. And yeah. you know, like Netflix, the Instagram, tech- the Twitter, like the trailers, of course, what they did with Luke Steiner, like popping up. Yeah, Netflix did a really great tackled, job with that. Um, Full House full, with Fuller House, and like that, I did not like that as compared. That flopped. To, yeah, so like you know, but I didn't think like. Fuller House didn't have the stakes as this, as well as, like, Fuller House had its own quirk. Because, (sighs) because, like, Full House is one of those really cult-like shows. Yeah, like, I feel like it did have that kind of But it's, like, at least with that, like, you know that, like, there's not a lot of unanswered questions, you know? It's just kind of, like, what's the natural route we can give these characters to be doing in the future? Yeah. Gilmore Girls, it was, like... 
There was we, unanswered questions. There were unanswered questions, and there were things that we knew. The characters are more deep than they were on Full House. Yeah, like, the relationships yeah. are deeper. Like, it's yeah. just a deeper show. It's not even similar, but... So, I'd have to say, though, that, like, if I had to choose, I would choose this not existing over it existing. Yeah, I feel as though that, like, it, it doesn't hold up to the original series... And while I am extremely happy about some things, yes. I think the amount of plot holes and cringe didn't, and just like some things that I didn't like, you know, yeah. there's those things, but there's also some things that I just really didn't um, like their take on things, I guess, which is fine. Something, like, we'll get into We have a whole list yeah. of like the pros and the cons, basically. But we're going to start off with positive things. Like, what did we enjoy of course, about this? Did it not feel like wonderful to see Stars Hollow so perfectly replicated? I yeah, never no, I, knowing that like the sets were destroyed and then like they it did not look like it. Like they looked like insane. they were real. Like it, they did it was such great. an amazing job with like, the sets and just the amount of people they managed to get on board for this, even if yes. they were only in it for a fleeting moment. Like, yeah. I really appreciated all of the effort that was put in to make it feel so authentic. And that's why I was so disappointed with some of the performances of some of the characters where that didn't feel authentic, but like the setting felt so authentic. Yeah. And so. Uh, most people's acting on this, like, 99% of people were, like... Fell right back into their characters. I think some of the standouts are Emily Emily and Gilmore was probably my favorite part of it. Yeah, Emily Gilmore was my favorite part of this entire revival. Like, yeah, I think because everything... they actually did a lot with her character. And yeah. while I loved Luke, and I thought Luke was, like, just as if nothing had passed, no time... Yeah. I felt really disappointed with what they gave him to work with. Exactly, exactly. But he fell into it perfectly, and so did most of the like charming people like Kirk and Taylor and Babette and all of these other characters that are, had more minor roles. They were able to like snap back in like yes, perfectly. So mm-hmm. I really loved that. To go along with like with Emily, like the whole conflict between Emily and Lorelai was like really like natural. It seems like something that. Would, would happen. Ha- would have happened fitting their characters. Yeah, I saw a lot of people complaining that it was frustrating for them to see Lorelai and Emily still at odds. But I just feel like That's if you've never had a horrible, not a horrible relationship, but honestly at times, like a turmoil-filled relationship with a parent, you know that like you might make up and you might see eye to eye and you might finally get one person to listen to you and see you the right way. At one moment, but I feel like it doesn't always stick and you're always going to have these conflicts because it's just a touchy relationship. Yeah. And so I, I, first of all, I like that in writing. I think it's more fucking compelling. I would not have been like that excited to see them like being BFF, like Rory level. Their whole thing was like that they've had on and off the entire series. So like being off for some of it was like just accurate. And I just loved the way they handled uh, Edward Herman's death, obviously yeah. Richard. And what makes me wonder is like, so so much of the plot is based around you know him not so being there. So much more than I thought. I thought they were gonna have like a funeral or like a memorial. I'm or glad like that, that they elaborated on it because he was so fucking important. Yeah, and he I touched know. so many people so deeply. But I was so shocked that it played such a central role to the plot. Which literally is my next question: is like, if he had not died, what the fuck? Would they have because done? Because this was decided on... Or would they have on, just killed him off in general? 
who knows? Because they probably would have if he didn't die like in the first episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would have given him another thing. This was like decided on before he died. Yeah. So like what was their initial plan? Because it seemed that? as though they had trouble filling these six hours, which as like a huge fan of the show kills me. I because I feel like there's seasons. so many things that I could have seen happen, which we'll get into. But Yeah. Because they focused on that so much, I wonder, like, what they would have done. Mm -hmm. That's just, like, a question that I have. I hope she answers it in, like, an interview, like, Amy Sherman. Yeah. Uh, In Stars Hollow, they added, like, there's, like, there's the quirks of the town. Like, there's just really quirky things. And they added some new things, like the secret bar I loved. I loved the secret bar. That was such a fantastic little idea. And, like, it fits. Like a speakeasy hidden from town. Yeah. It fits so perfectly. It was so funny. And, like, things like that. Also, like, Luke's joke with the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi passwords was, like, the first time he said a Wi-Fi password, I was like, oh, my God, Luke, what are you doing? But then, like, he kept going. I was like, oh, my God, this is really fucking funny. Every I time loved he does it because this. there were parts of the revival that were really forced when it came to, like, showing you, like, this is present. This is modern. Yes. But that little subtle joke, I thought, was, like, the best way of showing, like, hey, this is a modern show now. We have Wi-Fi. Seeing them with so many Apple products, which, like, also... What kind of fucking deal did they have with Apple? They had a deal with Such Apple. A, that A1 and, like, Uber Yelp. <laughs> Every fuck They had so many deals. I swear. It's crazy. But uh, I yeah. just... There were some jokes about, like, the modern time period that were a little, like, too in your face. And that one I liked the most. Mm-hmm. And I loved that he had, like, no man buns on his fucking, like, no cell phone sign. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 I thought that was very Luke, but... Oh, my God. Though, couldn't you see Luke with a man bun? Like... I don't know if I could see him with a man bun. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I couldn't, but whatever. Either way. Oh, God. I uh, love that Luke literally has, like, the exact same clothing pieces as yeah, well. Yeah, Same flannel, same blue hat that she gave him, same green fucking jacket. Like... He's such a sweetheart. And him That's just, so like, what his character, I would expect. His to, like, relationship to Rory, too. Uh, like, him perfect. being, like literally just her dad like Mm -hmm. it was so perfect he was just a great character in this something i appreciated was kind of how little they let chris grow christopher (laughs) and because i just feel like it fits him like as much as i'm pissed off that he's literally still in this day blaming lorelei for him being absent to rory it still blames her he's like you she took you out of here and she didn't want anything to do with me you literally Oh my god. Yeah, it's frustrating, it's but it's frustrating. his character and it fits. And like, I like that. I like that he literally didn't grow. But I think that's kind of been a theme with this revival is that a lot of people, I feel like Emily grew. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's really where it came out. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, I, I can't really tell you that any of the other characters showed as much growth as, if not regression. Like, Oh my god. But we'll get into that as well. So, like, every, one of everybody's favorite things from the original series is Kirk's fucking film. And we got, another, film. we got another Kirk short film, and that's just so awesome. Not that, I, not that I'm like, oh, man. I just loved all the little pulls from the inside jokes of the original series. And that's definitely something that, like, you can't watch this revival if you hadn't watched the rest oh, of it. It God, would be no. just not fun for people to watch. And, I mean, I'm honestly not here for the revival to try and be, like... Like a fuller house where it's like supposed to be a new show for new people, but like there's throwbacks to like the old stuff. Like, no, this is just like for the people that are the fans of the yeah, show. Yeah, this is like, hey, we're gonna wrap things up better because we didn't get to do it for season seven. Yeah. But yeah, I loved Kirk's short film. I loved Pen- was it Penelope or 
Ah, oh, fuck. A Penelope's Breeze dog. I, the pig. <laughs> the fucking pig. Oh, yeah. Petal. Yeah. Petals. Yeah, the, the little pig. Yeah. Damn it. I thought it was Christopher. <laughs> I know. Everyone was like, ah, Dean looks great in the trailer. <laughs> um, okay, so that's something, too. I wanted to say that they fucked up a lot of characters in this. Yeah. But the one person they actually made quite likable was Dean. Yeah, they gave him... They moved to Scranton, PA, which is like... Like, fits his character. He's got, like, four fucking kids. He's married. He's doing his thing. It's like Like, he learned from his lesson of, I don't know, like, cheating on his wife. And then got his shit together and actually turns out more likable than Rory. Yeah. What a fucking... Like, you know what? what Maybe that's twist. the writing being good, that it's yeah. such a plot twist. Yeah. That everyone is literally a better person except for Logan and Rory. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get into, of course. <laughs> uh, also, going back to Emily, like, the whole plot with her, the D.A.R. I loved seeing those women again. Yeah. I'm so, like, there's so many, like, random characters that, like... I didn't expect them to be back, but mm-hmm. we're like all the DAR ladies. They were all the ladies that were there Fucking originally. Wild. I love seeing her with that crew of people and that iconic scene where you finally hear her curse for yeah. once. <laughs> I love that Jeff no, already. It was, it was really cheesy when they would have people like almost curse. I was yeah. like, this is fucking Netflix. It's like, don't curse because it's Gilmore Girls, or just, like, do it because yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah. But I liked her saying bullshit. It was very, like, yes, mm-hmm. Emily, drag her. And we had uh, Mitchum come back, too, for a scene. I didn't yes. I didn't expect that, and that, that was honestly, like, a, just, like, a good scene. I, I thought like, that was probably my favorite, like, anything involving with Logan in this yeah, revival. Yeah, which we'll get into again. Because like, you saw Rory still be so shook, and this whole point of this revival is, like, Rory literally has been just expected to get everything that she wants and achieve everything and like you find her at 32 years old totally flop like yeah just not doing well i mean she does have the new yorker piece and they honestly are making her seem like she's literally like jobless when she is still writing it's just yeah. she's having trouble finding like the publication and the landing like spot the, the solid spot like she's not like just with one thing you know yeah. what i mean but I loved that she had like that one meal with Logan and then you see Mitchum and she's still so affected by him because she's probably thinking like maybe he was right. Yeah. Which is so, I'm just glad that that happened. Yeah. Because that's cool and I'm sure we can all relate to feeling like that. Because like overall, I do think that like Rory's plot in the grand scheme of things of like not being career sound, I Makes enjoyed sense. and it made sense. And so like, it really fits well with like what Mitchum said. Was he right? Like, Especially because a big critique of the show and Rory is that she's too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And she ends Which, up, I mean, looking back now, it's like she's definitely not She's perfect. really imperfect. Yeah. And I think we idolize her because we think she's charming and she's sweet and she's girls, smart. Like, but there's a lot of flaws. I mean, they every character has flaws, but I feel Dust. like the people that didn't see their flaws in this revival, Lori, Lori, Lori. <laughs> Lorelai and Rory, like the two of them just like, I feel like they just did, they had trouble. The only resolution we got with Lorelai was with Emily because the whole reason why they're arguing is because she brought up a bad memory of Richard yeah. at the funeral. Yes. And so at the end, she finally comes out with like the real deep, meaningful memory that she has of her father. And it's very emotional. Yeah. Sad it happened over the phone though. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's like the last poignant scene you have between Lorelai and Emily. And it's via the phone. And like, honestly, do they speak face to face after that? I don't fucking know. What remember. is the last time that they speak face to face? And she's not at that. the wedding, which really, uh, I get it. They eloped before before like the main event but 
why wasn't Jess there? Why wasn't Suki there? I get why Suki was there. Melissa McCarthy, fuck you. But, like, yeah, they should have been there. And, like, at the end of the day, like, you know Emily would have been so angry if Lorelai did not she have did her this. There. Like, yeah, this is... So, like, I don't know. I thought that was a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought the wedding scene, while they played a beautiful song that fit it absolutely perfectly, and I'm very happy that Luke and Lorelai, like, made amends, they didn't resolve issues between yeah. Luke and Lorelai. Are we going, are we sinking into the negatives right now? I guess, now, I would say, like... like, my other positives were, I liked that they finally outed Michelle as an LGBT character. They didn't call him gay. Technically, I would assume he would be bisexual, but, you know, yeah. why would they say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Everybody's just gonna be saying, like, oh, he's gay, even though they and don't so, really say. I feel like that was justice for Michelle, However, the treatment of gay characters in this series has never been good, and it was even still uncomfortable in 2016. Like, a lot of the humor just didn't feel very current. A lot of the social... Commentary. Social commentary honestly regressed a little bit from the original series. Yeah, it felt dated in that way. Like, there's a town meeting, and they're like... They're kind of being a little self-aware with... The fact that there literally are no LGBT characters that they made announced on the show. Yeah, like, if they had just said, like, we have no gay people in this town. Like, you know, I thought, like, that would have been, like, that line. Just They dragged that that out, and it got, like, really weird. Like, we need to collect the gays from all around the neighboring city so we can have enough for this parade. It just got weird. That was really weird. And I saw that, like, so Gypsy, the woman who plays Gypsy, in real life, she always assumed that Gypsy's character was a lesbian who had, like, a little crush on Lorelai. Yeah. And that's why she wears, like, the pink pink ribbon. ribbon. We women gotta stick together. <laughs> yeah. And so it's cute that they kind of alluded to her actually being gay in the series because she was yeah. just like, are you forgetting someone, Taylor? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So that was good. But the rest of the scene kind of felt like they missed the mark on like the representation side of things. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Before we go headfirst into the negatives, one major positive I wanted to bring up was I really liked Paris. Oh, yeah. Not only did she flawlessly get back into her role. Perfect. But, like, and not only also that she is beautiful. Like, oh, I know. Like, I, I really enjoy, like, I was wondering, like, what are they going to have her doing? Is because, she going like, to be medical? Is she going to be law? And, like, the way they made it so she could be both was just, like, perfect. And, yeah. like, she was still, like, this powerful force that was scary and everything. Like, was I was great. surprised about the fertility thing at first, but then it kind of just feels like it fits her role, you know? And how she's so, like, not personable about it, you know what I mean? Like, she's yeah. more just, like this is, like, a business, and, like, these are these women, and, like, blah, 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 I don't know. It just felt very her character, and it was interesting to see Doyle and her, like, they have children, but they're getting a divorce because, in real life, the guy who plays Doyle moved to L.A. to become a screenwriter, so they kind of have that happen on the show. Yeah, But yeah. they make him, like, an L.A. F- twat, you Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But what was I was upset about is, like, so you hear that they're gonna have a divorce, they have, like, one scene together... And then nothing happened, so you don't know if they resolved it, if they had a divorce. So I felt like there were a lot of plots that, like, you'll see the, the throughout the series. It's like, That's there's like many plots theme. they bring up, and then they just leave hanging there. They never actually bring them up again, and it's like, what the fuck is going on, Yeah. Man? So, negatives. Let's start back at the very beginning. The first probably, like, 15 minutes of this. Not good. I I was, like, so excited, right? And they're playing the music, and I'm like, yes, this is it. Like, it's happening. 
And then the the first like lines of dialogue, I've never felt like more discomfort watching two people try to like be like I don't know what it was, but it just they might have been like their right. first scene back on set. To have you know been. what I mean? Like they were stiff. It was they, stiff. It was Rory bad. especially. Like it took Rory an entire like episode to get acclimated to the character again. Like yeah, it was yeah. hard to watch at times. Like her running around trying to get cell reception, which is like a stupid joke. And and you know that was another thing too. There were a lot of jokes. That they let run on longer than they would have in the original series. Yes. It, the original series, it's more like little snippy things that happen. Yeah. And it's like, you might have missed it. Like, that one line I think of, like, one of the funniest lines I think in the whole show is, like, when Rory and Paris come into the Yale dorm and they're soaking wet from the rain. And some girl is like, is it raining? And she's like, <laughs> she says, like, of course it's raining. Does it look like I got fucking baptized tire tubes in it or something like that? Yeah. Like, just very quick. And like it's little, a fast way, like they talk fast. little lines. They yeah. don't like elaborate. And I feel like in this show, it was almost like they were going for like this like slapstick humor where they let things draw out, and there was a lot of just like body language being used and jokes being repeated several times, yeah. and it got really like uncomfortable, especially because they know people are just binging this. Yes, yeah, so it's different than the original series. Like one thing I think of is like in the. F- flashback to the wake for Richard, like, Lorelai trying to get away from, like, this circle because she doesn't know what's happening. Like, that was just, like... It, it I feel was, like I would never have seen Lorelai, like, do something like Like, she would have maybe switched seats with that one person first, but then, like, getting stuck on this wheelchair for, like, five minutes, like, that was just, like, odd and, like, it very physical kind of humor that they don't usually go for. Yeah, I'm here for the wit. Which, like, I can appreciate some physical humor, but it's usually they leave that shit up to Kirk, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I felt that was, like, weird. And also, like, the Paul joke. Yeah, that was another one Rory's dating this guy for apparently, like, two years, and the ongoing joke is that he's not memorable, which, one... Like, I know she treats men like shit, let's not forget. Yeah. But I feel like they would have never gotten that far. Like, two years dating someone, I feel like Lorelai would have been like, what the fuck, Rory? Like, yeah, Lorelai's yeah. not the type of person to, like, hold back on judging Rory for making dumbass moves like that. Exactly. Their whole thing is, like, you know, they're open and they're honest with things. And so, let's, yeah. let's just fucking talk about Rory's talk about character. Rory. Because that was probably, like, one of the top complaints that I got about this. Like, yeah, and what people were talking about the most. Yeah. I like, just think, like, it makes sense that she would be still a cheater. But you'd think that the whole point of what they made her do with Dean... And where they broke up his marriage, that would have taught her a fucking lesson. Yes. I did not want to see 10 years go by and Rory has literally not improved as a human. Literally in her career, apparently, or in her personal life as an adult woman. Yeah. And that was hard to watch. And she didn't even get it by the end, you know? It was like... I was really hoping that she was not, like, all three past relationships were going to show up. But, like, I didn't I didn't want, want her to be with be, any of them, really. Yeah, I didn't want her to be with anybody. Like, Of like, course I would choose Jess, if anyone, but I didn't expect anything. I figured she would be with someone new, not Paul. Well, I thought she was just going to be, like, or doing her own fucking thing. And so, like... The moment they had her starting to sleep with Logan, I was just like, oh, man. And they don't even really, like, contextually give you... Like, How, Logan proposed why? to her, and he was very bitter when she denied him. Yeah. What the fuck happened in between that? I want to know these things. Like, I feel like it was just so clunky. Yeah, both of them cheating. Like, he's about He's to- a fucking asshole now. Like, they really ruined Logan 
at all Extra. having redeeming qualities. He he was already a fuckboy, like, let's not forget, but he did have some charming moments. Yeah, like, he was definitely my second next to Jess. Yeah, like, and adult Jess, of course. Not, yeah. like, early days Jess, even though he was handsome as fuck. Yes, yes. You know? But, like... Yeah, they really made Logan, like, not likable whatsoever because he's literally engaged to someone who they never even show, which I thought was kind of stupid. Yeah, they can spend like the 30,000 like, minutes on that stupid musical, but they can't even show his fucking fiancé or anything. Don't even get me started about that we, Yeah, we won't fucking get there. But, <laughs> but like, you also, know, I just felt like I wanted more context for that. It felt really fucking weird. Like what you said, too, like Lorelai, them being, like, able to talk about things. Lorelai didn't tell her off about this at all. Lorelai should have been like, yo, you remember fucking Dean and, yeah. like, got married? Like, Lorelai was like not giving her. Ju- I felt like Lorelai felt really out of character in those moments, and she was not like giving her input on Rory's life because yeah. she's done that the whole time. And like, it's not out of character for Rory to be doing this, but I would have thought that in the last ten years she would have gotten the idea that like, hey, I broke up a marriage once, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Lorelai, and when she's dropping out of Yale, like, Lorelai, that causes a huge fight, and she they moves out. They don't even out. talk. Like, yeah, like, she, like, is so adamant on making sure Rory's life goes the right and way. And making good choices. Yeah. And, and being sh- a good person. And not repeating her mistakes, which is, like... And, like, what? honestly, has Lorelai broken up a marriage? No. No. Yeah, like... Where, where's this learned behavior coming from? I don't know, but I, like... It's Rory's damn fault for being so stupid, but, like, Honestly, I thought Lorelai's character would have put more input More into feelings this. about it. Yeah. So, so I, I just... <laughs> I feel like they, you know, they Logan's just, like, a twat. Rory, like, literally didn't learn shit. That's great. She's smart, but not in the life way, apparently. Maybe that's the, yeah. like, thing? I don't also, know. Also, like... Like, she was shitty relationship-wise, but also professionally-wise. Like, you know, that interview she goes for at the internet thing, I forget what it's called. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't, she's not prepared. Because she's she just, just like, assumes she's going to get anything that's hers, you know? She yeah. wants everything, and she thinks she can have it all. But people are like, you got to work for it, and you got to grow the fuck up, honey. Yeah, exactly. And I like that, I like that, like, idea. And I think it's a really interesting way to write a character like her. Because she's kind of like that typical, like, chosen girl in the mm-hmm. beginning. And I like that they made her flawed as fuck. But I feel like they needed to resolve the flaws as well. Yeah, she can't have, like, gone on, like... I'm thinking, for example, like, Cursed Child, Harry Potter, like... Harry Potter developed some flaws by the time he got to Cursed Child. Like, he was a changed character. He but his got, flaws, like, they, made sense. Like, they, he didn't have a father, so that means he could be not as great as a father. Exactly. And he was abused, so maybe he could be... So I don't know if he was actually abusive in the... I didn't read it. No, well, I mean, like, the Dursleys. Just not treating his son great, and he yeah. wasn't treated great by his aunt uncle yet. Yeah, so, like, you know, there was, like, a change in character. She just literally, like, didn't fucking change. Yeah. yeah. So, like, people are, you know, the last four words happen, and, you know, it's basically that Rory's pregnant, which a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's Logan's. She also had that one-night stand. And yes. I feel like they threw that in there for that reason. Like, it's it could be Logan's, but it could be not Logan's. I hope it's not. I really hope it's the Wookiee guy or whatever. It could be Paul. I know he's forgettable, but like... But does she sleep with him in tears? Who knows? Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. It could be Paul. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Like, the Paul thing was, like, really stupid in general. And some people are like, oh, let's do a spinoff. And, like, honestly, I don't want to see Rory right now. (laughs) 
Like, I don't want to see... Because if she can't grow, then I'm not really interested. Yeah. Unless they're going to make her grow in that. It's like, oh, you got to tune in for, like, a second show to, like, actually see her character arc. Yeah. Past and, like... Destroying it. I don't if know. If you were to try and go for a spinoff, like, she mentioned she was going to try and moving to Queens. And, like, if they were going to do a spinoff... They made Queens seem so white, by the way. Horrible. Very yeah. bad. Yeah, really bad. But, like, if they were going to do a spinoff, I would assume it's, like, her going through the kind of the same thing that Lorelai went through being a single mother, but, but living also... living in Queens like, and they'd have quirky white people, like, living in the fucking apartment And be, like, sweeping in. shots of the city and feel nothing like a Star's Hollow small town kind of vibe, and that's not And really I'd still like, watch it because I'm trash. Yeah. Because, duh, I'm gonna watch everything. I can still watch things and enjoy them, but also, like, think critically about them. Yeah. Speaking of, like, what I just said, like, we spent so much time out of Star's Hollow. And that yeah, was Yeah, that was really probably one of my main complaints. In between the whole wild plot thing which and literally like, was written to make one joke several thousand times and to include every person from bunheads by the way this was the fucking it was like the bunheads reunion not like the gilmore girls fan service it was like though. a fucking crossover between the two of them it was like i get it they were written by the same binge i, I get don't care emily was in that it's just like i'm not here for bunheads I'm here for Gilmore Girls. And they literally wrote scenes to include characters that never existed in Gilmore Girls. And they spent so much time. There's literally, like, we were we were gross. We decided to add up the amount of time they spent on the wild scene, which was just, like, a bunch of bunheads people. And, the and fucking... pe- everyone from Parenthood. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. Mae Whitman was the only one that was like, okay, this is fine. Yeah. And then... The musical. The musical. And it's literally a full 40 minutes. 40 minutes is the same length of a regular Gilmore Girls episode. Like, think about how much plot towards Lane. Oh, they did Lane so dirty, man. They've done her dirty since the moment Dave Vergowski left. Yeah, honestly. And they still, like, the whole point of Lane getting pregnant was like, am I going to be a good mother? Do I be like my mother? Do I be like me? Like, what do I do? And then you literally don't even see her interact with her own children. You don't know anything about her life much at all. Like, you know she's working for Their house looked really cute. And I think Brian's still living there. Which was fun. And I loved seeing Gil. Yeah, Uh, but like, that that whole... (laughs) area of the show was just like glossed over yeah. and you got nothing out of any of that. And you that. didn't even really get like n- like friendship moment between like Rory and Lane. It was just kind of like the classic Lane's at her house and Rory's just talking at her about yeah. her complex problems and Lane's just there like okay. Mm-hmm. But Lane at one point she was like yeah like Zach he's working and like they never explained like what Zach's doing. I mean I don't know. Is he like imitating George Washington because he's what's going on? Like (laughs) I think what happened is like everyone on the cast decided like Zach was going to take one for the team and age for all of them (laughs) because no one else like Emily Emily Gilmore no Lorelai Rory Luke even like Michelle everyone looked exactly the same except for Zach poor Zach I know so yeah that musical though oh my god that was like probably that took a toll on that was the worst part we were sitting here like oh my god they're doing another song this is so stupid one song was enough man and even it didn't even have to be a full song like if you can't even show me Kirk's full short film why do I have to watch five songs from two people I've never seen before because I didn't watch Bunheads spoiler like not everyone that watched Gilmore watched the one season of the show about ballet I get it's probably more than that but it just it wasn't 
piquing my interest. Also, like, from and what I can what tell, I know I was angry in the moment, but I couldn't, like, was it about even Stars Hollow? Like, really didn't fucking seem like it. They were going to do a music. The lyrics didn't really, like, there wasn't enough jokes happening about Stars Hollow for me to feel like it warranted that much time. I've and then there was the whole scene afterwards, and it was just, like, these awkward shots of, like, Lorelai watching the show, and I was like, honestly, Lorelai is me cringing at this. Yeah. And, like, I just picture, like, you know, there's those people that are like, Gilmore Girls is so cheesy, and it's like, the original show definitely has, like, its own cheese factor to it. Yeah. But this is, like, a whole other level of, like, I can understand why people would see this and be like, yeah, not for me. Yeah. And I don't want that. I don't want people being turned off mm-hmm. Another they see this, but... Another thing that, like, the Bunheads people got thrown into and they kind of added in, I feel like, for that was, like, the 30-year-olds group or whatever. Yeah, like, it was the... just random. I don't yeah. know. They shit on millennials, of course. Like, a lot of the jokes were so, like, not 2016. Just, oh, shitting on young people, shitting on people who work for online websites. Also, the body shaming. The body shaming is horrible considering their fucking diet. Like, like okay, I I saw a tweet or a Facebook post and it was just like, I, and it's classic. You see, you know, thin women, it's attractive and cute when they eat like hordes and hordes of food. It's like, oh, it's so attractive. Like, eat that pizza, bitch. But like, they are literally acting. First of all, the joke lasted like, several minutes of them literally just shitting on one person's body for being big and it literally made me so uncomfortable and so sad because it's such a a terrible message yeah this is not a 2016 show that's not even something that would have happened in the original series I don't think no they did tons of body shaming but like you'd think like oh like Suki is such an amazing character she's a plus size woman and they don't really they don't make it about her weight at all she just has career problems and mother problems and blah 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 and then they turn around and they fucking body body shame and it's so uncomfortable and so not even funny like who's laughing at fat jokes yeah i can't like i mean there's probably some idiots but like that's not even like intelligent humor Mm -hmm. i don't know it just they threw in a trigger warning in there as well like god damn it like like, whatever like the uh, some of the oh my god yeah let's talk about the portrayal of mental health yeah that's like one of these social things that's like really did not get portrayed and that's the thing like when i recommend this show like they've always been flawed in many ways like the diversity the lgbt commentary like there's just been lots of flaws and that's why i like to talk about it because it was it was a really good show in many aspects but there's flaws it's definitely it's getting dated as we go on and but i didn't expect that shit to end up happening in this and like the like you think that they're gonna you know talk about therapy and like yes luke has like a little bit of a stigma towards it and it's like for luke's character i could see i could see fitting in same with emily same with emily yes same with emily even though Emily's the one that went kind of like full hog into it. Yeah, like she turned it around and she and She started, was like into it. Like yeah. that phone call where she calls Laurel and she's like, I've been loving it. And like, I was so excited about that. Yeah, so And so cool. I was hoping it was going to be like a positive message. But they never like change anyone's opinion and they still end up shitting on it. And they also made the therapist like really weird and judgmental and like just not what would happen. And it just didn't yeah. seem like a good portrayal at all. And I was just kind of disappointed with it. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that like nothing ever really happened within those moments. Oh being my God. In therapy. Like it was just a whole bunch of like Lorelai and there Emily like silence bickering and... and silence and also bringing up of a letter that never gets brought up again, ever again. Yeah. They made such a big deal about, you wrote me this letter, and Laurel's like, no, I didn't. And then they never bring it up again. What the hell? Like, did they watch this through before they aired it? Like, hey, there's several holes here. Why did we bring up these things and then just never resolve them? Like, Luke having a problem with surrogacy, which 
another thing that I like am annoyed about, but at the same time, like it kind of fits his character. It's kind of like yeah. more he's so against change. He's also very old fashioned, very slow. Yeah, but like they don't even resolve it. They end up getting married, and they still don't know what they're going to do about. Yeah, their children. their resolution is getting married, and that's like not the thing you do. Can like, I just like say that I am so sick of this being like a fucking vibe that like getting married will solve any relationship problems that is like not at all what works yeah and then like they have this whole thing they're like oh you've been together with luke for nine years he's not your partner he's your roommate i hate that yeah but i get emily feeling that because she's so traditional and i so there's a little conflict for me that, i'm really. like okay that's bullshit emily but a lot of the th- the things that emily gilmore says are bullshit because she's you know a conservative yeah. older woman and i expect that but yeah i don't know there was a lot of things that just didn't get resolved they introduced like a lot of things and then they just instead of like working on those plots they just like hey here's a musical hey we're out in the desert for half an episode here's like, rory running around looking for a phone signal for 20 Here, minutes, we're like, in New York talking to random people. It was also of jarring to see those shots of like New York, exactly like, from like, a fucking drone or whatever. I like, it was so not Gilmore feeling. I wanted to be in just Connecticut. I know. I wanted to be in Connecticut. I mean, I don't mind like a trip to New York or whatever, London. I, it, it just felt like you know, season seven. Everyone was like, "Why the fuck are we in Paris? Why yeah. is Lorelai and Christopher getting married in Paris?" And then we were literally, like, in London and California and New York and all this shit. And, like, I get it. They travel like they're doing their lives. But you'd expect to see uh, Rory doing that. Not so much Lorelai. And I don't know. I was just kind of frustrated with, like, there weren't a lot of, like, songs that were being played. They didn't even play the song until the very last episode. They made a big fucking deal about that being remastered for I know. I read so many articles of them being like, oh, we got them back together. We, like, re-recorded it, and it's all about love. And they don't even play it. I'm like, what? Yeah, that, and that leads into the fact that, like, there was, the whole style of the entire series was kind of off, and part of that came from, like, the whole la-la-las were not really present throughout it. And I, I think I would have preferred an opening sequence to it. I could understand the little title cards, but like I'm like, didn't... don't waste my time on the opening sequence. If you give me more content, but if you don't give me content, at least give me the goddamn song. Like they could have. <laughs> I know, wanted it at least on the first episode, maybe like sweeping shots of Stars Hollow and everybody being fucking. F- That's literally. Festive. I figured they would like, play the song with just shots of like the gazebo. The diner, the yeah, market, yeah, the house. Like I, that's what I was expecting. Um, but it just it, it was fine. Like I, it, that, that's like a very small complaint that I have. Yeah. Honestly, I liked I liked how it opened with the different lines, the iconic lines from the original series. Yeah, yeah. And you hear Edward Herman say a few things, yeah. and I thought that was really exciting. And I did really enjoy the scene where Rory's back in Emily's house because they are, they're selling Emily's house and I feel like you didn't get a proper goodbye to yeah. the Gilmore house. Yeah, you thought like it was going to happen like in the first episode and then like it doesn't and then like, it happens eventually and it's like, still don't feel like you don't even go in the pool house. I'm like, we spent so much time in this fucking pool house between like Richard moving there and then Rory. Like I wanted to say goodbye to the pool house. I wanted to say goodbye to Lorelai's childhood bedroom, the balcony, like yeah. just different things yeah. but those are small complaints honestly but but i loved the scene where you're like rory and she looks at the table and they have like the friday night dinner happening which by the way they only had one friday night dinner and like the whole fucking thing yeah. which was disappointing and kirk was there which was like i love kirk but like it wasn't the friday night dinner exactly um and then but i loved when she got to the kitchen and you hear the like 
the frozen pizza banter that happened, which yeah, is one of my yeah, favorite, like, that was really good. Rory and the grandparents scenes. Mm-hmm. And it, I cried, of course, <laughs> during that. You know, that that's something that I wanted to bring up for the positives, but... Um, another thing that was like a big time sink that got us nowhere was the Life and Death Brigade sequence. Yo, what the fuck? I, th- I was like, am I high or did that crow speak and it's not a dream? Yeah, They right. made a bird talk and it's like real things. That's like a stylistic change that I did not like because they're trying to make it like all these lights are changing the houses and the I'm shops and all this stuff. I'm not here for getting like, weird like yeah. that. I don't like it when each episode felt stylistically different and I just you know even the wedding I don't know about you but that wedding no, felt like not nothing like I've ever seen on Gilmore Girls and not in a There's good like way. There's like really choreographed motions as they're like Luke's pushing her on a ladder as she yeah, grabs a Yeah so weird that like was, Luke wouldn't be doing that shit he like doesn't even really want to dance. really weird really really weird. They spent a lot of money on choreography and not plot driven shit. <laughs> like, Honestly I mean, like, another thing is, like, all right, so the plot with the Dragonfly Inn is that they, you know, they need to expand. Michelle's feeling, like, stagnant. Suki is already gone, but that's because of Melissa McCarthy. I'd be interested to know, like, if she had not been a fucking flop ass, what would have been her plot? And we don't even get a scene with her and Jackson. I know. Jackson was there for, like, a minute. Not even. I don't blame them. He had an eggplant. I don't blame them for what they did with Suki because they did what like, they could because she yeah. was like, I guess I could squeeze this in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jesus. Probably her, the only role I like her in. Tbh, yeah. Sorry, seriously. So the, the whole plot is yeah. like Michelle doesn't know what he wants to do, and Lorelai finds this house, which felt really like random and rushed that she found that like location that was going to be a second in, but whatever. That doesn't even really get resolved though. They don't like, even tell, she doesn't even tell Michelle or Suki like, would Michelle be considering staying? Is Suki going to come back? Like, Cause she's like a co-owner of this fucking place. Nothing like, is resolved. Like nothing. What was resolved? Lorelai and Luke marriage. Also, like, I feel like Luke's plot with Emily about, like, trying to expand the diner really, like, they had one scene where they were, like, looking around. I didn't feel like that really got resolved, but... No, I mean, it kind of got resolved because Lorelai was like, yo, I actually think that we're going to expand the dragonfly. I know this is what Dad wanted for Luke, but... I, I thought it was cute that he even, like, considered leaving Luke in the will. Yeah. I also found it really random and out of character because they did hate Luke so much. But I don't know what could have happened in the years before he died and they were yeah. still together. Yeah. And that's something that you don't death, see. His death in the sequence is very recently. Like, it's yeah, four it's months like, before winter. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I thought it was kind of convenient that they just, you know... was giving Lorelai the money instead. But I love that they came out with, like, another contract almost. Yeah. yeah, And I thought that was, like, if we're going to go full circle, I like that route where she's still owing her dinners or whatever. I thought that was perfect, and I was very happy that that happened. I I guess Mm -hmm. that's the scene that they get to resolve. Yeah. I forgot about that. That happens after the phone call. Uh Uh, Plot holes within Emily's arc were that, like, why did they have the actress that plays Gypsy play her... Made and why didn't they change her maid? Like I wish they would have like continually changed well, her maid. I read that a lot of people were saying that it shows Emily's growth that she finally likes a maid. Okay. And so that's kind of sweet. I yeah. don't know why they chose the same actress and then they have these weird like shots where her face is like not fully towards the camera. Like 
could they they had every person from Bunheads like get a bun to play the fucking maze like I don't know I thought that was random but also what about the subtle racism because that was not even fucking subtle I think it was supposed to be like a joke but it's just what I get is like I get Emily would probably be a racist character if you think about it like if we're gonna go to Dark Gilmore like yeah because she's like this conservative woman very traditional whatever fucking old and it just felt like really weird. Like I don't, I don't know what language they're speaking, and the family keeps growing every ten seconds. Like it just came to me, like it felt like a racist joke, and I did not like it. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. Um, but I did find that it was sweet that she found a mate that she liked. Yeah, and I like that she's living in the Cape. That seems very yeah, Emily Gilmore. That was really. I like where she ended up. I thought it was really good. And I like her. I liked seeing her sit out on that bench and look really content. I was very yeah. happy about that. But, like, an- another thing that's not really explained, is she dating that guy? Yeah, and is that the guy that she dated on that one episode of Gilmore, like, when her and Richard No, I don't think it was him, but he was definitely, like, somebody one from the One of those past. men. Yeah. One of those clubhouse boys. Yes. So, like, he, like, it, are they dating? Because she's kind of, like, pushing him away when he's there in that one scene. In Can the I K-Pod, be honest? Like... I was just thinking that, like, it would have made sense. You know how Rory goes to Chilton and she, like, gets talked to by the headmaster and he's like, why don't you just teach here because you're flopping through life? Yeah. Honestly, she should have. Yeah, I honestly, could totally see her doing that. I feel like that's what I thought somebody was going to be, be a teacher there or yeah, something too. was going to happen with that, but whatever. I did like seeing her on the Stars Hollow Gazette. And I liked yeah. seeing her move back in with Lorelai because that's just, like, something that has happened. And it's, you know, it's always a trope that it's, like, these lazy millennials always have to move back in with their parents. And it's like, well, sorry, the whole job market is dried up, you fucking baby booming fuck. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You know, oh, so it was nice God. to see that. And they didn't, like, they kind of made fun of it. But at the same time, it felt like a really honest thing for a young person to be dealing with. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I would I still that. consider, like, 32 young, you know? Exactly. But, um, I don't know. Being back in, I thought of something, being back in Stars Hollow, like, when she comes back, they only had one scene where Lorelai and Rory were with, were together in Luke's. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, that right there just says so much to me. because There it's wasn't like, a lot of time in Luke's. Yeah, really. I was sad that Liz and TJ were, like, just over the phone. Yeah, I mean, who but knows? But, I mean, Maybe who knows did. what happened, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so something that I was actually shocked and happy about was that I expected Jess to only be in scenes with Rory because yeah. they know that that's what we really care about. But at the same time, I love Luke and Jess's relationship. It grows so much. And so I was very happy to see that they had it's scenes like with just head, Luke. Like, yeah. yeah. That was so fun. And when they're just talking about like what's going on with Lorelai. And I don't know. It was very tender. And I love their evolution of a relationship. It's just, yeah. you know, it, it made me very happy to see those scenes. Now, let's talk about Jess. Yeah, let's talk about this you know arc what? of Jess. I'm glad they didn't end up, because guess what? Plot twist. Jess doesn't need that. Rory doesn't He's even deserve Jess at this He's point. He's too good for He's her. got his shit together. He's just a sweet guy, and, you know... He didn't put, you know, clearly he's got feelings for her still. They made that very apparent with, like, Luke being like, so is it really over between you? And he's like, yeah. And then he looks in the window, and he's like, got that pained. Oh, I mean, that that broke my heart, honestly. Yeah. It's very unrequited, and that's always going to kill me. Um, he's always got the best advice for her. He's always He was he's the just, one to pick her up off her feet and be like, yo, you could do he this. He was the one that literally gave her the idea to write the book, and it was the first thing that she found passion in forever. Yeah. Like, honestly, I love him as a friend for her and just like someone to guide with her 
and she just honestly just treats him like shit. And I don't know. I just yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that they didn't end up together. But I think what people assume is happening with like her being pregnant and like Logan, if he's the father, is supposed to be like the Christopher role. And they're saying that Jess is going to end up being like Rory's Luke, and it's like that's very full circle (laughs) but i don't know if i even think he does like he should deal with that at this point because i don't know i just and i I wouldn't even trust her to not cheat on him at this point because i need i need more development from rory but since you brought it up how do you feel about the book um i mean i i liked seeing her be passionate about it yeah, I, I, I personally actually did not mind that. I didn't mind it, but I will say, like, we've seen that in a lot of things. I, I immediately thought of the Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Oh, okay. That's where my mind went to, but I know other things have They've done it They've done it, done it well. on, like, sitcoms, dramas. Like, you just name drop the thing. As, like, the finale. As the last yeah, screenplay yeah, or yeah, the book yeah. or the next project. Something, I don't yeah. fucking know. Yeah, so I don't know how I felt about that, but I, I liked... The idea of that being something that she's doing. And I kind of almost like that you don't even know if she's going to be a success. Because Mm -hmm. at this point, she's only just like writing a prototype of a book. And she's not even anywhere with it yet. And she's still living with Lorelai. But that's what I mean. Like, so much is like left in the air. Oh my god. Speaking of Jess, I just thought of this. uh, When they're in the graveyard and Lorelai is still... Like, anti-Jess. Anti-Jess. Like, why? As he, she should be anti-Rory. Honestly. Honestly. And anti-Logan. I feel like he proved himself to be a good person. Like, he, him and Dean are, like, miles above Logan now. Like, I know. They've Fuck really Logan. proved themselves. I feel bad for the people that really liked Logan because they really made him, like, unlikable in this. Yeah, he did have redeeming qualities. Now, I I mean, his apartment him. was probably the best part of it. And, like, the moment I saw her in London and in that gray couch apartment, I was like, this has to be Logan's place. Yeah. But I didn't think they were going to be, like, sleeping together, and I... It was... Okay, I gotta say, like, at least it kept me on my toes. It was definitely a twist. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it is funny that, like, Logan ended up being back, like, in his father's business, and, like... Yeah, like, Christopher's working for his dad. Logan's just working for his dad. It's like, you flop-ass blondes. Like, that sucks. I definitely didn't put together like the conversation that Laura or that Rory had with Christopher before the end. Like I didn't put that together that that was like a reference to like her being pregnant. I want to watch that scene over just to see. I want to, you know, I kind of wanted to see like Rory find out she was pregnant. Yeah. But I can't. And like at what point did she figure it out and she started like making her dialogue, you know, allude to it, you Mm -hmm. know? And the fact that those were supposed to be the four words. That ended it no matter what. Like if she was That means to be... she was supposed to be twenty two originally. Yeah. And so like... they really wanted her to just not have a career and do like the Lorelei thing and then build herself up like Lorelei did. Which kind of Which... sucks because we spend this whole show building up her career and how she's gonna she's do gonna so gonna be different great. than her mom, you're not gonna make the same mistakes as me, etc. And then they were gonna make that happen. Like honestly, what a sadistic plot. But I kind of like it. Yeah. Like, I kind of am into prophecy, how, like, like, that's like a hell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... 
Oh, okay, so other... I'm just looking at my list of things. Other things, I was hoping Madeline and Louise would show up, and we got Francine next. Yeah, also, <laughs> like, Tristan won. Why did they need to bring him up at all? Because he was, like, gone, he, was he got kicked out, and they recast, and, like, why was Paris so affected by Tristan? Yeah. That was just really dumb. No hoopa at the wedding. Why? Huge, why? huge problem. Now, Gazebo, yes. But also, Huppa. Like, I, I would have preferred Huppa over Gazebo. Literally, Lauren Graham, like, tweeted... Like, yeah, you'll get that hoopa. Like, did I miss it? Did I miss it? I mean, there was so much going on in that fucking, was like, like, choreographed scene. Like, was it just floating in the air? I would believe that. Yeah, like, that was just so weird. Like, that door, and then you go through these fucking curtains, and then it's, like, this whole goddamn thing. It was just very odd. And I guess something that I thought was a little weird is, like, we know the show is for, like, pop culture references, but I thought, like, having, like, Rachel Ray pop up and, like, other, like, very well-known people... It's just, it's just it's jarring. jarring. Like really in the jarring. show, like John Hamm was on it, but like no one knew who the fuck John Hamm was. Yeah. Or like, what's his face from Twilight? Also, like, Adam Brody. Like Adam Brody. Yeah, he wasn't popular. Chad this, Michael Murray. This amazing. made a lot of people's like careers from this. Like, so they weren't anybody beforehand, or like they weren't as well known beforehand. So, yeah, you know what I mean. But I feel like at this point we should get into questions because we'll probably answer anything else that we were planning on talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go to Patreon first, and we have one from Sylvia who said, did you find the revival to be as funny as the original series? Yes and no. I'm going to say as a whole... Probably no, though. Probably a no, but again, like Luke and the passwords and Yeah, like, and any of any of Babette's lines, any of Luke's lines. Oh my god, like being in the uh, the movie theater to see Kirk's film and everything that everybody was doing there yeah, was Yeah, like when Babette and Maury, not enough Maury. Yeah, um, when not they were, enough like, grilling. Either, like. <laughs> and like, I don't know, of course, a lot of people didn't like what they did with April too, but I kind of thought it was funny. Like, that happens, like the smart kid always turns into like that flop wannabe, yeah, like, exactly. stoner flop with that hat. I don't know, it just felt right. So next question is from Annie who said, I'm so happy I finally remembered to ask a question for the Revival app. <laughs> to be honest, I was a little bit more disappointed than I wanted to be, but in order to not be a negative binge, what to call back to the original series was your favorite. I died a little bit when they showed the basket auction personally. Oh, yeah. I, see, that's the thing. Like, I wanted the town things that were happening to be things that we've seen before. Like, instead of having a musical, let's have, like, the dance marathon. Yeah. How late would that have been? Also, just, like, the festivals that they had were not, like, festivals that we've seen. But they did the basket. Yes, and that was fun. I would say just like the town hall meeting and having like Bootsy and Tom yeah, and like all yeah. of those guys. But that was really like a good scene. Taylor was perfect. Probably my like... favorite callback though was the Kirk short film. Yeah, <laughs> and then like Maury having the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I I really appreciated that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just and... being in the uh, theater for that whole thing was really great. Yeah, that was just a really good scene. And notice how the best scenes are the ones with like the most like stars, Halloween towns, exactly. That's what I want. Okay, and so we also have a ton of comments on the Reddit as Oh my well. god, yeah, you guys were so excited about this episode. <laughs> we had a lot of comments on Patreon too, but it's a lot of things that we've already covered. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so we had a really good comment about, like, the mental health problem. Like, everyone yeah. kind of wanted to know, like, what we thought about it. And this comment that was like, I think it's valid to show therapy stigmatization because it totally exists but they didn't really turn it around and made an effort to combat this idea or have characters go through development, right? Yeah. So, like, that's kind of a drag. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's kind of weird to, like, 
have the therapist play a role outside of therapy. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I, like, it, sure, like, could have maybe been a thing, but it didn't have to be. Like, and everyone is just like everyone unanimously is upset about the musical and the allotted time. That's probably like the number one thing besides Rory being a fuck. Like, that was probably the it's number just, one thing that I've seen. Because I know people are like, that should have been time spent on Jess, but like, okay, Jess was also absent for a lot of the show. So I think we need to remember that like we should spend time with the characters that are like i know and i love jess yeah but lane i feel like got totally fucked over mrs kim got one line like there were other people that needed plot how do you feel about seeing mr kim i don't know i love that it was kind of like ambiguous yeah like you never really saw him yeah they could have just been like so where's mr kim he's like but oh, he's doing something like if you know. anything i'm kind of glad that they addressed it in a way that's kind of like haha remember when we like totally flopped on that one yeah that i think it's kind of funny and like that's an evidence of them being self-aware that i enjoyed because it was very quick mm-hmm. nothing that was too dragged out exactly um and everyone just wants to know what mrs kim's skincare routine is because she just like looked great and she looked exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, so many people just, like, looked really fucking good. Um, how much did you scream with all the Food Network references? That was something I did enjoy, despite Rachel Ray. Yeah. But, like, Sandra Lee, they mentioned. Yeah, and I, I honestly, like... Even Ina though, Garden several times. Even though Melissa McCarthy is a jerk for not being back for much of it, like, her scenes were funny. I really enjoyed Suki's role. And, like, her sniffing around the kitchen being like, oh, my God, Sammy's? Yeah. Like, Rachel Ray? Like, that was funny. <laughs> it's a shame. Like, I I understand why they didn't have a lot of scenes with her, but it really sucked because I loved Suki yeah, and Lorelai. Yeah, Suki is a great character. Um, I was really shocked that Rory would still be the other woman. I'm 32, and while in my 20s that might have been cool, and I am, but I am now wise enough to recognize a fuckboy when I see one. I thought an intelligent woman like Rory would be able to have enough self-respect and wisdom to not stay in that type of relationship. Thoughts? Um, and, yeah, I, I just think, like, I like seeing the flaws, and, like, maybe it's not that fucked up that she's cheating in the first like episode when you find out that she's still like with logan a little bit and you find out that he's engaged but to see her not really like sit down and be like whoa i why why am i like this you know why do i do this several times i feel like they needed to address it and i you're right lorelei should have been like remember dean i would have loved to have like a poignant scene between the two of them i feel like they didn't have like the two of them their relationship I feel like they barely needed to develop. They acted like Lorelai and Rory had, like, nothing to work on. And I yeah. feel like that would have been a great moment to show, like, the mother-daughter side of it. Yeah. Instead of just, like, them being friends, walking around New York, getting cronuts. Yeah. Like, I want to see more, like, drama. They needed to be more reflective on a lot of things. Um, so I thought about this earlier, and then uh, somebody brought it up. How does Lorelai pay for all of the Food Network chefs and all these different chefs to work at the Dragonfly, but then has to get a loan to get this, like, extra addition? And it's not doing well because they're, like, not bougie enough. Yeah. So, like, how does she get Rachel Ray to work there? That's a whole... That's just, like, a plow. It's like, why? Yeah, I don't don't know what the fuck (laughs) is going on there. Whose arc was your favorites? Mine was Emily's. I love how she went to work at the Whaling Museum because she thought it was so interesting. Definitely was peeved by some cringy fat comments and mental health comments. Hated the brigade, the brigade weird scenes and stuff. Yeah, like the... the uh, first of all, I hate all of Logan's friends. Yeah. They're all super annoying. And I was not happy that we spent so much time with them. Yeah, oh my God. Like, like get off my screen. Like, where's Lane? 
Like, that entire sequence was inconsequential. It was just, like, they went out and they had a good time. And, like, and then was he was it. like, hey, Rory, here's a key to my house so I can have, like, a place to stash you away when I don't feel like being with my wife. Like, yeah. so gross. Such a toxic message. Like, if you like Logan now, I'm like, side-eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I really loved seeing Emily work at the Whaling Museum. And I know you thought it was kind of, like, random. And it was. But I, I enjoyed it, but I'm just like, they maybe could have made it some sort of museum. I understand it's probably like a real museum that exists. Yeah. But like, they could have given her something that's more relative to what she is. Because she's not shown any interest in anything aquatic the entire series. Yeah. It would have been cool if it was like, I don't know, like a classic music museum or something that had like oh, Chuck Berry. God, and yeah. I was sad like, that they didn't play Bill. Yeah. <laughs> but... I feel like, okay, so not to be dark, but, like, if you died and we were, like, married for a million years, I would fucking be... You could catch me, like, giving speeches at a goddamn aquarium to find my jollies. That's what I would do. So, I loved it. (laughs) I thought it was really sweet. And I just like seeing how content she is, you know? Because that was a lot. A lot of people asking me if I noticed Jess's ass. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes, I did. We gotta watch uh, This Is Us or whatever. Yeah, like, we gotta... Um, people just talking about again like the ending for words like would you be interested in seeing more like would you want a second season would you want anything more how do you feel like uh, it's like part of me is like I want more because I'm always going to be curious and I'm always going to be desperate for more stuff in Stars Hollow but just judging off of what they did here I don't know if I would even enjoy it so I don't know I think the fact that that I enjoyed season seven more than this kind of like disappoints me. I'm trying not to be like, oh, I'm so disappointed in it because there's many things about it that were fun. And I know I'll enjoy ultimately watching it several times as I watch the series through. And it doesn't change the first seven seasons. But it's also like if I go back and like if I go back and I watch the original series, just knowing that like all the shit that Rory goes through is going to mean literally nothing because she's going to make all these mistakes in the future. Like really is upsetting. I guess you're right. Or knowing that, like, all of Lane, like, nothing matter. Ah, uh, yeah. You're right. God. And this just popped up in my head. is nothing related. But, like, <laughs> um, to go along with the random branding that's going on all over the place, we got, like, the Apple products, like, every five seconds. We've got, like... like I didn't mind that, but, like, I didn't hear to hear them say Yelp and Uber several times. Twitter. Were they getting paid by Uber? I must know. Yeah. Like, Twitter made sense, and it was short. Although I like that plot with Kirk with, like, Uber. Like, it makes I, sense for Kirk, and he was like, call my... Call my mom to give me a rating. Like, yeah. very Kirk. Um, but, like... But, the, yeah, it was weird. And also... It was very, like, hey, we are so current. Mm-hmm. We're so happening right now. It was... That's the times when they really pushed that, whereas, like, the password thing was, like, a subtle nod to, like, we're in 2016 right now. Yeah. And, like, uh, I know... I can't remember what other show it was, but some other show that Netflix has done, they've really just, like... Brought up other Netflix things. Chelsea's show. Uh, Chelsea's show makes sense because, like, she's just, like, a fucking... It's like a talk show. It's a talk show, and, like, sure, they can get the Netflix people to be on her show because it's all them. It's their network, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that's a little bit more sense, but, like, they name-dropped Narcos. They name-dropped... What was that one? That French show? Oh, The Returned, which also would recommend, guys. It's really fucked up. Yeah, so that... And then then they name-dropped Neil Patrick Harris, which I'm like, the only reason why they're doing that is because of fucking uh, Lemony Snicket. Unfortunate event. 
or yeah. And they whatever. said his name like a thousand times in one yeah, scene. Yeah, they definitely name dropped him just because of that. And so things like that really took me out of it. Like, and it, it was almost like pop culture references for the sake of having references, not necessarily content that I feel like the actual Gilmore Girls would be even into. Yeah, like, like the original series. I they're... can see them making fun of Goop, making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow. Duh, that's so a Lorelai and Rory thing. They're petty as hell, and like everyone makes fun of Goop. Yeah. But like other things felt like, I don't. I don't know. I couldn't see them being really into it. The kind of, like, literary and pop culture references they made in the original series, like, a lot of them went over my head because I I had no idea who the fuck Paul Inca was before this show. Really? Oh, and that dream was great. Yeah, that him coming back was like, whoa, that was, like, a cool little throwback. I was like, hey, Paul Inca. Fabulous throwback, that dream that she had. But, like, it was things like that that were, like, they did a lot of, like, old school literary throwbacks and, like, a lot. Movies, classic movies, classic music. Yeah, those were the kind of pop culture references they had and then this one it's like twitter facebook linkedin yelp Yelp, (laughs) uber like all these different apps they just like thrown out the names for and like i knew that they were gonna do stuff that was current yeah i didn't think it was gonna be like nothing that i felt would actually be something that they would be down down for yeah i don't know it was kind of weird and that's they also name drop celebrities like i know they always name drop celebrities but it was like in this it was like the most yeah. Like Matthew McConaughey was named, and like yeah. I don't know, I just though I loved the ongoing feud with Woodbury, yeah, because that's just yeah. great. Another joke that went on too long it was when they were distributing the newspapers. Yeah, that and like the whole East West thing. That was just like one of those things. that was like, why did this? I have just to want be that more long? scenes with like because like the arguments that were had, like the scenes between Emily and Lorelai, and the scenes between Lorelai and Luke. They were so compelling, and there just yeah. weren't enough of them. That's when I enjoyed the scenes. That's when I was like, most. wow, I feel like this is you know. A lot of people were saying that they felt misled by the trailers as well. I really did. And, like, I thought the promotion of this series was... I was, was like, f- they nailed it. It was so good. They played the fucking song more in the promotional stuff than they did in the actual show. Yeah. I thought that from the trailers and the Instagram account and, the and Luke everything... the thing I was like, they, they fucking know exactly what their audience wants and they're going to nail this. And I just don't... I didn't, I'm sure there are people that are like, yeah, they fucking nailed it. But... I don't know. I just think that they they missed a lot of things and they definitely took some choices that were more to benefit like the crew, which like I understand like they're a community of people and I'm sure even the Bunheads benches like are involved, but like it just felt like a disservice to the plot and the fans to kind of waste our time on that shit. Like Mm -hmm. at, at the end of the day, this wasn't a Bunheads reunion or a Parenthood reunion. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, Winter, we see Lane and Hep Alien, but don't hear about their life now. What do you think they're doing? Um, yeah. Is, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like they're in the band and they say that Zach had some fucking job. I'm assuming he's like some, like, yeah, office they, job. Yeah, they mentioned that and I was like, okay, we'll find out about that later. And you that was early them, on. like, playing at the, the secret bar, but... Yeah, that was, like, really... It's... I'm just mad. Like the whole plot of her was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be a good mother, and then we don't even see her fucking interact with her kids. Like, what was the point of that? Yeah, then? I don't know. That was kind of upsetting. Um, what do you think about the dynasty makers? Is that what you imagine Paris to be doing? 
Again, I mean, like, not specifically Not necessarily, that. like, fertility, I, but... I didn't know what I thought she was going to be doing. I had a couple... I really of, thought she was going to be, like, headmaster of Chilton. Just based off perfect. that door. But it was cool that they got him back. Like, yeah. the headmaster. Like, that and was he great. didn't age either. What the fuck was going on? Like, they what all had, like, some weird... What are these people doing? I, is it Hollywood? Like, is it... <laughs> like, what is it? I know. <laughs> and, yeah, I... Someone was just kind of bringing up the plot about the dragonfly and how would she need a loan from Emily if she can have all these famous chefs. And then someone was like, why is Katy Perry in Stars Hollow buying the nursing home to play poker with nuns? And it's, like, just weird shit where, you like, you, I, I'm sorry, but, like, Stars Hollow is supposed to be, like, this tiny little speck on the radar, like, the tiniest little town. Like, it felt weird that they were trying to be, like, oh, yeah, like, so many celebrities are here now. Like, I'm sorry, it's not gonna buy I don't buy it yeah you know? I felt like yeah. it was just weird and like they're just throwing out names that people would fucking recognize you <laughs> know like they're yeah. just like oh we'll throw Katy Perry in this one like I don't know it was just kind of fucking weird a little bit off all right so I guess we'll wrap it up there I think we've <laughs> given enough opinions this is like longer than a usual episode I know so, I, mean, it's, I thought I wouldn't be able to fill a whole hour well I kind of knew I would but like yeah. I don't know hour in 15 or whatever this is <laughs> I this definitely is thought we had enough but yeah that well, was our thoughts. You can let us know what you thought in the comments on Reddit or like tweeting at us or, or the contact form on our website. Yeah, because we'd love to hear what everybody else thought. Yeah. And let me know because I do like there is like a kind of like negative cloud over it, I feel, which really sucks. But yeah, what was your was- favorite thing about it? You know what I mean? Like, I want to know, I obviously want to know how your feelings are, but I also really want to know what was the, what was the part for you were like, oh yeah, this is Gilmore. For yeah. me, I think it was that, like, I don't know. I just, feel like, honestly, like the, uh, the secret bar. That was yeah, just something. That I was, was the like, most like, like Gilmore feeling. Or yeah. when they were in the black and white theater and everyone yeah, was like that too. having food and yeah. All right, so let's get into binge time. So thank you guys so much for listening. We don't have any coffee right now. but Yeah, no clinking, but uh, we will see you guys on Thursday. Yes. Clink. <laughs> all and right. all right, binges, we're going to do what you guys are doing in Stars Hollow because we figured it made sense and it'll probably be the last time we're doing this for a little while. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> so sad. I know. All right, so we're starting off with Nicole Dowling who Who's is downing girl. a cup of coffee at Luke's, bitch. Yeah, always. Sammy Jessam is just staring longingly through the window. <laughs> uh, Kayla Harding is having a hard time coping with Rory's plot. <laughs> Alicia Schreiner is uh, building a shrine to all of Kirk's past jobs. Amazing. <laughs> Bailey Lynn is bailing Rory out of jail. Jackie Goldfarb is... Just all of the golden one-liners. Oh my god. <laughs> Sloan Nolan is... Is saying sw- no to this wild plot. Yeah. Sarah Booth is Lorelai and Luke sitting in that little booth, and he's like, I'm all in. Oh, my ah! God. <laughs> Allison Sense is, is sensing that Emily is going to move to Nantucket. <laughs> uh, Hunter Curtis is... Uh, that one Rory curtsy, and then Lorelai's like, did you just curtsy? <laughs> <laughs> Megan Rackley is uh, racking up... Points, points playing DDR against Kirk oh at the God. arcade. <laughs> 
Kate Convery is having a conversation, a gossip conversation with Bad Bat and Miss Batty. That's where I want to be. Taylor Collins is all of the phone calls because so much plot happens on the phone in this show, like yeah, throughout the whole wild. series. Emma Corbeil is uh, rounding the corner into Stars Hall. You're just coming in. Heather Ann is answering phones at the Dragonfly Inn. Sloane Fuller couldn't be fuller after having a delicious lunch from Suki. Uh, Angelica Feliz is Luke when he has that little bit of hair gel in. He looks extra fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sylvia Ehrlichman Gross thinks that Logan and Rory gross. gross. <laughs> uh, Joni Dugan is, is Jones in for more depth of Lane's plot. Come on. Yeah. Juanita Cara is so glad that uh, Lorelai's car, the yes. Jeep, was still in the revival. Yeah, that was nice to see. Yep. Annie Wynn is Luke winning Lorelai's basket. <laughs> Danielle Manis is uh, Taylor yelling for the new sewers that he wants to install. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> Cassandra Lee is leaving all of this behind and is just going to watch one through seven. <laughs> Emma Nigren is um, Lorelai out at night when she's like, I smell snow. Oh, yeah. That in the beginning, by the way, was like just so fucking random. That was really Like There forced. was already snow on the ground. I was just like, this is a yikes for me. Um, Courtney Hall, Hall is... Um, Michelle running down the hall of the dragonfly and yelling to Lorelai. Doing something. <laughs> Becca Jansen is beckoning for... Miss Patty to come over here and look at this guy's tush. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Sue is um, um, Suki do- eating dirt. Apparently, that was her plot. Like she was out in the woods eating dirt. Yeah, that was a little confusing. I was very confused as to what was happening. Michelle North is a uh, the north side of Stars Hollow. Yeah, because we got they were the doing east like and the, the east west. And the west yeah. yeah, Aaron Bray is bravely. Getting International Grab Bag Night at Owl's Pancake World. Not enough Owl Pancake. I don't think there was Owl's Pancake. Jada Goshi is a going to, to that the dance. Whale- oh, oh. I was going to say that whaling museum to see Emily. No, I would love to see her do something like that. Yeah. My Elizabeth is thinking, my oh my, have they fucked up Jess for life. <laughs> Ishbel Mendez is... Lorelai and Luke breaking that bell. Oh, like, I that love was such that. Such a great plot. Talia Miller is Everybody... having a nice tall order of French fries at Luke's bench. <laughs> cat Vallejos is uh, cinnamon the cat. No, oh, rip, rip. <laughs> Margarita is marching in a Stars Hollow parade. Avery Labelson is everyone's Avery. favorite character, Kirk. <laughs> Daisy Blossom Dottie is... The uh, Thousand Yellow Daisies. Oh. Where was Max Medina? Wow, Like, you got every single person Rory Rory has ever looked at, and then no Medina. Upset. How very rude. Okay. Emily Emily Lewis Lewis is is me losing my mind over that. (laughs) And also Emily. (laughs) Chloe Archer is uh, wondering where... The, the arch, arch slash hookah. Yes. What? Where is that? Anthony Hood is, is... Oh my god, is Taylor, when he's got his hood on, sulking around one of the festivals, yeah. like, making sure everything's okay. Mariah Hanna is lending a hand 
to one of the booths at the Harvest Festival. Elizabeth Holbrook is many of the plot holes that have occurred during the revival. I know. <laughs> Not that there weren't any in the real show, too. Yeah. Real show. Uh, Jennifer Habgood is thinking it was pretty good, but there were some things you were upset about. It's fine. Madison Greer is mad that uh, Mrs. Kim only got one line. I know. I love Mrs. Kim. Madison Wolf is... Me wolfing down a fucking platter of Danishes. Danai? No. (laughs) At Luke's. Megan McNally is taking a gander at Mrs. Patty's... Uh, what is Dance that? studio. Dance recital. Skylar Medley is looking up to the sky and saying, I smell toots. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Prius is also Rory's Prius. Did that uh, come back? Uh, I'm not, I don't know. I don't remember. Well, you're just, it, forever it, in our heart, there. Megan Prius is Rory's Prius. Like, yes, it's just, you go hand in hand. Corey Springfield is the, the spring. spring episode. Wow, wow. crazy. <laughs> Ilka is crazy obsessed with Kirk. It's new enterprise. <laughs> Jax is Jackson getting a three second cameo. Oh my god. Nicole Allen is... The secret bar was kind of like in an alley. Oh. So that's a fact. Yes. <laughs> Courtney white, white is all the white people that yeah. are on this show. Exactly. They really... Yeah. Uh, Bridget Carey Davis. Is everybody uh, doing the knitting for the bridge? Uh, yes. I know what you I mean. I was going to say bridge revival, but like the bridge construction. <laughs> Jennifer Cornwell is all the corniness that was that fucking musical. <laughs> Sophia Cock is getting cocky because they have seen all of the films that Kirk shows at Black, White, and Red. Ash Roselle is um, a rosy lipstick called Vicious Trollop. Oh my god. (laughs) Jackie Burkhart is... Is Everybody breaking my heart with uh, Richard's death. Oh man. Oh, I loved the painting. I thought that was really classic Gilmore humor. Oh yeah, that was a funny little joke, yeah. Um, Okay, Beth Fonseca is me needing to watch this a second time. (laughs) Jackie Bergiulio is... uh, Bridge, bridge, bridge is the DIR ladies playing bridge. I had a straight up malfunction. Bridge. bridge. I'm just saying it. Christina Contreras is contrary to popular opinion. She enjoyed this. I mean, I did too. I'm just saying, I have a lot of feelings. Yes, Catherine, Catherine Simpson, Simpson is simply unsure of where the lalas were for most of it. Marlene Naj. Is He's leaning, leaning towards being more Team Dean now because he's not a flop ass. <laughs> Ian Murphy is feeling a little bit murky after staying up for six straight hours to watch this. Same, Ian. <laughs> Rebecca O'Donnell is ordering food to wa- to eat while watching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to eat a while. To eat a- Kendall Berg is probably some iceberg lettuce that Jackson's growing in his greenhouse. Allie McGregor is commenting on how gorgeous Emily is after all of these years. Honestly, Emily is the hottest binge. Yeah, she is so fucking hot. Megan Grilly is... Oh, oh Babette um, and Maury grilling. Yeah. Like their little snacks. Yep. yep. Chloe Killip 
uh, is, is closing the door on the Gilmore Girls chapter and opening a new one into uh, another show. Something else. Taco Roach. Probably a Pop-Tart stuffed taco. Oh. <laughs> Cassandra Buckout is... Getting out of Woodbury and heading over to Star Song because it sounds like a lot of fun. Haley Cadwalder is hailing from Woodbury and has decided to move to Stars Hollow because of its charm. Camellia Malky is Emily buying out the mall, basically. Uh, the apples. Maddie Pullman is the polar opposite of Rory and... Has stable relationships with no cheating. I guess, yes. <laughs> um, Amanda Marie is manning the kitchen as a guest chef at the Dragonfly. Yes. Allison Francois is frankly impressed by how many people came back for this. Seriously, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Caitlin Whalen is the whale that Emily is giving a lot of information about. (laughs) Cody Robinson is Emily Robin the show as the top Gilmore girl. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren Chavone is shivering in the big fridge section of the Gilmore kitchen. Oh. <laughs> Sarah Seaman is... Seemingly the... impressed with the replica of Luke's diner. Dana Daly is uh, stopping into Luke's Daily for a cup of coffee to go. Megan Wilson is willing to give their whole life for more episodes. Claire Wood is uh, loving the wood paneling that's inside the dragonfly. I like that classic charm. Yeah. Megan, it's crazy how they made it, like, it didn't exact, change at all yeah. in, like, ten years. Um, Kelly Adams is adding up, up the amount of times they make pop culture references in the whole series. That I bet someone is is an that. undertaking. Anna Hernandez is desperate to know what happens after the final four words. Jenna Gordonier is near the end of times because they just wanted to know who wrote the letter. Sarah is scared that we're not going to get any more answers on any of the things that we have questions about. I honestly feel like it's like lost, but different. (laughs) I am lost also. Vlyn and Drew are one of those violins coming in. You know, just coming in hot on the music there. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Bridget Dubin is binging the whole series like so many of us did. Hillary Gay is not happy with that gay scene. Yeah. That was just weird. Very weird. Mackenzie Knight loved the way they lit up Stars Hollow at night for the wedding. That was very pretty. And Rachel Evans is eventually going to start watching Gilmore Girls in general. Honestly, it's still, like, besides what we said, like, honestly, it's still good. And I think the more I watch the revival, the more I will be, like, chill okay. about it. And you know, I'm just, like, like shocked. There's After definitely all the, the shit hype. that I don't think should have went down. But yeah. that's fine. The other Beach Bunches... What are they doing in Stars Hollow? They are... Uh, they are at the Secret Bar. I just love that so much. I know, they're, me they're too. Drinking that Probably night. one of my favorite things that was new. Yeah. All right, we got Rebecca Edmondson. Ashley Riefenberger. Mallory. 
Stephanie Oliver, Allie Malone, Kathleen Wynn, and Rose Barnett. All right. Thank you guys so much. Wow. I can't believe it. If you don't even watch Gilmore Girls and you are listening to this right now, like... You're a trooper. How you doing? What's up? Uh, Next episode will be about other things. Back to our normal shit and the Fantastic Beast opinions, definitely. Because there's a couple of things that people are theorizing and shit. Plus, we all have to talk about Grunewald. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. So, uh, again, we'll see you guys on Thursday, and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.